am I? How tough am I? I had a bowl of nails for breakfast this morning. <laughs> yes, so? Without any milk. Hello, Nailer fans, and welcome into another edition of the Toolbox and our Central Division Preview Series. I'm your host, DJ Abicella, and this week's focus is on the Kalamazoo Wings. Later on in the Toolbox, we'll bring in their new radio broadcaster, Isaac Berkey, to give us an in-depth look at the Wings. But before we get to that, let me give you a little background information on the Kalamazoo Wings, some of their history, and some of the things to look forward to as we go head-to-head with Kalamazoo eight times during the 2018-19 season. Similar to last week's focus team, the Fort Wayne Comets, Kalamazoo has a long history of professional hockey and also, like Fort Wayne, not all in the ECHL. This will be the Wings' 45th season, a long time spent in the old International Hockey League, mostly known as the Kalamazoo Wings, but also briefly a five-year stint when they were called the Michigan K-Wings. Of course, we talked about it while he was here. Clark Donatelli was a former Kalamazoo Wings playing for the team during the 1989-1990 campaign. And oddly enough, it was Clark who set the all-time wins record in wheeling coaching history against the Kalamazoo Wings at West Banco Arena. Now, four-time in the ECHL. This is the Wings' 10th ECHL season that they are going into in 2018-19. And for the most part, it's been very successful, if not very consistent. Last year, Kalamazoo missed the playoffs for just the second time in the past nine seasons. Typically, as I said, very consistent with nine straight winning seasons, ranging from 75 to 94 in the points department. However, Kalamazoo, unlike Fort Wayne last week, The Wings haven't won a playoff series since 2012. That's a six-year drought without a series win. In fact, the Wings have won five playoff series in their ECHL history, all of them taking place during a two-year span. In 2011, the team got to the Kelly Cup Final, where they lost to Alaska. In 2012, they got to the Eastern Conference Final, in which they lost to the Florida Everblades. They are going into their second year of an affiliation with the Vancouver Canucks and the Utica Comets, which, for my money, is probably the most spread-out organization in the entire NHL, AHL, and ECHL, as you're going from Vancouver, British Columbia, all the way on the West Coast, out to Utica, New York, and then to Kalamazoo, Michigan to finish it off in the ECHL. They have bounced around a little bit in affiliations over the past few years. Now, that affiliation could potentially land a former Naylor in Kalamazoo as Reed Gardner this summer, part of last year's Naylor team, signed an American Hockey League deal with the Utica Comets. Not sure how the numbers game will fall and see where Gardner will play if he will spend the entire year in Utica or if he will also see some time in a K-Wings uniform. One former Naylor that we know for sure will be wearing a Kalamazoo jersey is Kyle Bushy. He is coming off of probably the best season in his professional career. He was an ECHL All-Star last year with 10 goals, 32 assists, and 42 points in 69 games. He is one of the 13 players that Kalamazoo has announced thus far, and I'm sure they will have more to come in the coming weeks leading up to training camp the first week of October. Their head coach is Nick Bootland, who is the longest tenured coach 
in the ECHL. This is going to be his 11th year as the head coach of the Kalamazoo Wings, and it will be his 10th with the K-Wings in the ECHL. His assistant coach is Joel Martin, who retired during the offseason. Bootland's career record behind the bench for Kalamazoo, 342 wins, 241 losses, and 65 overtime or shootout losses. That is in the ECHL for Bootland, both Bootland and Martin, as we'll talk to Isaac about our former KZOO players who are now working behind the bench for the Wings. They have four veterans on their team already signed. Kyle Bushy, we know, is one. Justin Taylor, Eric Catalyst, and Ben Wilson. And that's very typical of Kalamazoo to use all four of their veteran spots and kind of a different construction from what we see here with the Nailers. Wheeling does not have any veterans yet for the 18-19 team, but you always know when the Nailers and the Wings go head-to-head, it's going to be fun, it's going to be competitive, typically it's going to be physical too, and I'm really glad that we get to ramp this rivalry up with those eight head-to-head matchups coming up this season. All-time series, the Nailers have a 27-25 edge on the Wings, that's 15-13 at West Banco Arena, and a deadlock at 12 wins apiece at Wings Event Center. Last year it was a 1-1 tie, but prior to that, the teams alternated the season series victory for the five years prior to. Two playoff series have been played between the two teams. Nailers would love to change the history books on this this year as Kalamazoo won both of them. A 4-2 series win in the 2011 Eastern Conference Final and then a 3-1 series win in the first round in 2012. The eight head-to-head matches this year, it's a slightly unbalanced schedule as the Nailers will get three home games at West Banco Arena and they'll have to go to Southwest Michigan on five occasions. The first head-to-head meeting is on November 27th in Kalamazoo. Later on that week, they will come to Wheeling for a game on December 1st. December 14th, back out to KZOO, then also out to Michigan on December 28th. Back to Wheeling they come for February 2nd. Road games in Kalamazoo March 10th and March 23rd. And then the season series wraps up in downtown Wheeling on March the 31st as the Wheeling Nailers and Kalamazoo Wings go head-to-head for the 10th year in a row. For some more insight on the Kalamazoo Wings, we bring in the new radio broadcaster for the Wings this season. We knew him previously as the voice of the Norfolk Admirals. It's Isaac Berkey. Isaac, thanks so much for joining me this week on the Toolbox. Busy summer for you, making the move from Virginia to Michigan. Have you gotten settled up there, and uh, how are you enjoying life so far? Yeah, thanks for having me, dude. It's been great. Uh, you know, I got got to Kalamazoo about two weeks ago. Um, just getting settled in, you know how the off season goes, especially when we gear gear down towards the end of the season. A lot to do, a little time to do it, but it's been it's been great so far. Things are shaping up, and I'm looking forward to it. You get to move to the Central Division just like we do, so you get to experience things kind of together this year. Uh, in addition to your hiring, though, one of the big pieces of news from the Wings this summer was the announcement that Joel Martin was retiring as a player to become the team's assistant coach. He was in his mid-30s, a goaltender that was really their backbone for years and years. Before we get into that position, though, uh, both he and head coach Nick Bootland, former players with the Wings, how beneficial is that for the current players to learn the ways of Kalamazoo and for the Wings to be such a force in the community? Well, I think it's huge. You know, we're coming into our 45th season here in Kalamazoo, um, and the alumni presence in Kalamazoo is it's so strong. It's unbelievable the amount of guys that are still around here and the support in the community. But having two guys like Nick and Joel 
in the coach's office, I think helps helps sustain that culture and helps just continue to grow the culture that's been put together here over the last 45 years. Because it's not only guys that played here, but two guys that are extremely well-respected in the hockey world and within the organization. And I think we're really fortunate to have both of them behind the bench. Nick's the longest tenured head coach in the ECHL. He's going into his 10th year with Kalamazoo in the league, his 11th year with the Wings overall. In the time that you've gotten a chance to meet him, work with him, do you get the sense that he knows exactly what he wants to build for his team? And while you might get a few players here and there from Vancouver and Utica, he still has that core of what he wants to establish for Kalamazoo. Yeah, I think Coach Boulin's been very calculated in putting this team together. Um, and it kind of starts with a solid core of returning guys that he can build around and has built around. And for him, he he knows what he wants. And as you mentioned, he's been around this league a long time. He knows what it takes to win. He knows what the kind of player you need. And he knows the kind of player that fits into his system. And he, he does a great job of recruiting those guys to come here to Kalamazoo to play. Let's go position by position as we dissect what the 2018-19 Kalamazoo Wings will look like or may look like so far. So we start off in the crease, and as we talked about a few minutes ago, Joel Martin, who had played at least 40 games in five of the last six seasons, including three years with 50-plus games. So obviously, this is going to be a different feel for Wings fans when they don't see number 49 in the crease. However, Nick Bootland got after it right away, making a trade to acquire Jake Hildebrand, who's appeared in 94 games over the last two Two seasons is Hildebrand going to essentially be Martin 2.0 where he's going to be the backbone for the wings in goal well I think as, a, as it sits right now Jake's definitely a guy who has a lot of experience in this league a guy that's going to be leaned on heavy um, just just at the goaltending position Hildebrand's a, sol- a great player who's proven that he can play at this level proven he can win at the ECHL level I think the other thing is it's going to come down to you know, there's a good chance that a goaltender is going to get sent down from Utica. Um, the Comets and the Canucks have have a lot of really young talent. I mean, you look at the fact in Utica that Thatcher Demko is is the starting goaltender for the Comets and not in the NHL. That in itself, I think you could put him on one of several other organizations, and Demko is going to be in the show. So um, I think it's going to be a battle. I don't think Coach Putland would want to have it any other way. I don't know if we're necessarily going to see a guy that is a workhorse like Joel Martin was this season, but um, I think Coach Bootland, like lots of other coaches, want to find their guy. So it's going to be going to be a battle through training camp in the early part of the season to see who really pushes themselves out, who kind of distinguishes themselves and takes grasp of that number one job. Moving out, we look at the blue line next, and one of the first things that jumps out at me here is experience, and one of the things that you also pointed out to me about Kalamazoo's defensive core is size. So far, you've announced five defenseman signings. Three of them are veterans, including former nailer Kyle Bushy, who at age 33 is coming off of his best season. And then you have a non-vet in Ben Betker, who you just assigned, who has played in 140 pro games, 86 of which in the American Hockey League. Is there a benefit it first of all to having more veterans maybe a steady group than a young group just kind of learning and developing as they go especially on the back end well I think it it definitely has its benefits because it allows when you've got two younger goaltenders or a younger goaltender it it kind of gives a calming presence it kind of slows the game down when you need it you make that first pass maybe not as flashy but a little a little 
better. They're just they're guys that have been around and can see the game. You mentioned Kyle Bushy and you know coming off of a 42 point season last year for Kyle. He's he's back at home and he's you know he's as rejuvenated as he's ever been. He's ready to get get the season going. And I think he's one of that core again. You mentioned between Kyle or you know up Ben Wilson, Eric Catalyst, guys like that that were here last season, they kind of have an unfinished business taste in their mouth after the way things ended here last year. And for those guys, taking that veteran presence, they can they can help really at any position kind of calm, teach guys the way of Kalamazoo, teach guys what they need to do to win at this level because they've been around. They know what it takes. What about the significance of size on the back end? And Kalamazoo certainly is not the only place that we see it in the Central Division where Toledo just signed Matt Register, who is a phenomenal offensive defenseman in addition to the fact that he's a giant. Fort Wayne has Cody Soule. So do you feel like you almost have to follow suit with what everybody else does to be able to compete, and especially when there are so many young, quick little forwards out there? Well, I think size never hurts, um, but you have to have the right size. You know, you can't you can't necessarily get a, a six eight guy that lumbers around and can't really move. And that's what that's what we've been able to do. You mentioned Betker specifically, a guy who's coming in with over eighty games played in the American Hockey League, and he's in Vancouver right now at Canucks training camp. So he's a he's a guy that's going to come in and be a top D man for the Wings next season. He's also going to push for time in Utica. He. He said yet uh, the other day when I was talking to him that he came here because he felt it gave him the best opportunity to keep developing and keep moving forward. You know, Coach Coach Bowen knows that these guys are trying to make it to the American League, and he wants to make that happen for him. Another guy, Tyler Ganley, he's another one coming off of an NHL entry level deal with American League experience. Kind of had you know a few bad bounces here, um, had some injuries injuries there, bad bounces here. So a kid who's just looking for a fresh start comes in. He's, I believe, 6'6". So, you know, Betker 6'6", Ganley 6'6". We've got some size up front as well. So it's definitely not going to be a small team this year. Up front, we all know about Justin Taylor. He's been in Kalamazoo long enough. He's made plenty of trips to West Banco Arena that I don't know if there's anything you can tell us about 93 that we don't already know. So let's have you fill us in on a couple of players that you saw last year in the South Division I want to get your take on. One being Jimmy Lodge, who was almost a point-per-game player with the Jacksonville Icemen, and then Wade Murphy, who finished up the season with the Greenville Swamp Rabbits. Yeah, well, Jimmy Lodge, we we kind of briefly mentioned it earlier. I'm I'm a huge fan of Jimmy Lodge's game as a player. He was a guy last year, um, as I was in Norfolk, that really just torched us every time we played him. He was a guy that he's very responsible in his own defensive end, plays a full 200-foot game. You look at him, he was plus 22 on a team that didn't make the playoffs. If that, if that doesn't say, you know, a guy that's responsible in his own end, not 100% sure what is, but he's a guy that's going to play in every every facet of the game. He's going to kill penalties. He's going to get some look on the power play because he's got that offensive upside. 49 points last year for Lodge. He's got speed. He's seen time in the AHL, you know, another guy with that, but he's just a smart player, knows how to play the game, and has a high hockey, high hockey IQ. I think he's going to be a guy that's going to fit in really well and the fans are going to love here. So far, you guys have announced 13 signings. Oh, did you want to touch on Wade Murphy too? Oh, yeah. Well, uh, you know, Murphy's a guy that he's got a, he's got some grit to his game. He's he's a player with top six potential. And, uh, 
I think he can come in right away. He might not be slotted in that top six spot. Obviously, that's up to Coach Bootland where, where Murphy will play. But he's a kid with some offensive upside. He comes in, he's got a lot of speed. Not the biggest player we talked about size earlier, but Murphy's only right about six foot. But he's, he's got some speed, and he's a smart kid that I think, you know, in the right situation can turn into a big-time player for the Wings this year. You highlighted size as one of the big features of this Kalamazoo team. Is that what you look at, or have you been able to put together an early identity for the style that this team will look like for the Wings and how it will fit in with the always competitive Central Division as it tries to reach the playoffs for the eighth time in ten years? Well, I think the identity from this year's team isn't first year team isn't going to change really at all from you know the identity of last year and really what Coach Boland has built over his time here because you've got such a strong core of guys coming back between Justin Taylor, Jimmy Mullen, Kyle Bush, Atlas, all those guys that are going to play a big role and it's it's going to be a similar team but it certainly you know certainly helps when you've got to see a guy like Cody Soul in Fort Wayne or whoever else to have that size is just kind of a little extra, a little extra, um, a little extra way to kind of help put things your way. And that grit never hurts. The Nailers will get their first look at the wings on November 27th. When we go out to Southwest Michigan, Kalamazoo makes its first trip to nail city later on that week on Saturday, December 1st, eight head to head games. It's always fun when these two teams get together. Isaac, welcome to the rivalry. I hope the games are as thrilling as we've built them up to be. And thanks so much for joining me today. Yeah, we'll look forward to it. And, uh, I'll see you here at uh, Wings Events Center. Big thanks once again to the brand new voice of the Kalamazoo Wings, Isaac Berkey, for spending some time with us on this week's edition of the Toolbox. You can tell that even though Isaac has been there for a short time, he certainly knows the league, and he's been a sponge as he's acquired the knowledge of his team very quickly. And it should be some exciting games this season between the Nailers and the Wings. There always are exciting games between these two teams and a lot on the line as they battle with the likes of not only themselves, but the walleye, the fuel, the comets, and the cyclones to see who will be able to come out of this central division in 2018-19. Hey, don't forget, single-game tickets are going on sale very, very soon on Tuesday, September 18th, and training camp is coming right on up as the Nailers will hit the ice for the first time at West Banco Arena on Monday, October 1st, so get ready, and then the preseason opener is not very long after that as it'll be Friday, October 5th, when the Nailers take on the Cincinnati Cyclones. Regular season opener October 13th on the road against the Norfolk Admirals and then the home opener will be Saturday, November 3rd when the Nailers play host to the Indy Fuel. You know how to get tickets, don't you? If you don't, well, let me tell you. Call 304-234-GOAL. That's 304-234-4625. I'm DJ Basella. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of The Toolbox. We'll go with preview number three in the Central Division next week.